Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike. And I am joined by a guy who's checking his Instagram right Checking now. my phone, as always. <laughs> I don't have as many notifications going off as our you know, guest here today, because I'm not as popular. But <laughs> my email, dude. Luke Acre, by the way. Yes, Luke Acre. I was yeah, supposed Luke to say my name. Yeah. But my email, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but man, my email is killing me these days. Oh, I'm sitting horrible. back there because I'm in our finance department working on some things. And it's just ding, ding, ding. The average ding, ding. office worker gets 122 emails a day. Well, and maybe we'll talk about this on the on the podcast because I'm always interested to how people do their marketing, how they do, how they structure their day. But it has gotten to the point where I'm not, I'm missing important emails. Yeah. Because of all the emails I get. But anyways, you know. no, no, no. so that's how I'm feeling today, ladies and gentlemen. That's how I'm feeling. Well, before we <laughs> jump into today's interview, our theme this week on our blogs and on social media is all about video marketing. So if you're thinking of or have already gotten into video, going live on social media is a great way to incorporate your personality into your marketing and branding. So check out Reminder Media's Facebook page this week to get a free checklist of all the things to do before going live on social media. It's the bomb.com people. If that's not a real site. Oh, that's not. Okay. Don't go to that site. <laughs> it's remindermedia.com. Remindermedia.com. That's what it but is. That would come in handy for yes. you. I think going live on, if you're not following Luke on Instagram, it's at Luke Acre. He's going live doing secret lives. Yes. On Instagram, right? Yes. Last, uh, last name is spelled A C R E E. So acre <laughs> with an extra E for all you real estate agents out there. Luke Acre. Our guest today is Dex Lipovich. He is originally from Southern California and later moved to New York City where you might know him better as Dex and the City. He is a leading Manhattan real estate broker and has been featured on episodes of Million Dollar Listing New York as well as appearing on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. Dex, welcome to the podcast. I mean, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, I, I've been a fan of the show and I'm ever since meeting Luke earlier in the year, uh, I've been super excited to connect with them on this podcast. Thanks awesome. so much for having me. No, nah, man, it's it's awesome to have you guys. So I actually met Dex at the Disruptor conference. Yep. So I was able to hear him speak there and super excited to have you on because I always love it when I find people who are practicing in the business. They're very successful. And, you know, Cena, the guy that put on the Disruptor conference, one of the things that I admired so much about the people he chose and obviously he chose me, yeah. but which I felt <laughs> humble because I'm probably not this person, but, but Dex, but Dex is actually a practicing real estate professional, but at the same time is really an expert and has become an expert in his marketing and yeah. growing his business, especially through things like social media and using technology to empower his business. So I'm super excited to kind of get into the nitty gritty details of how you've done that successfully, especially where you're at yeah. in, in New York City, where this is super competitive to try to break into. And I'm curious to hear how you did it, because I know that will be relevant to all the agents that are listening to this. But Dex, if you could kind of introduce yourself to our audience, I ask everybody, give kind of the Cliff Notes version of your life. You know, tell, tell us, you know, how you've gotten to the point you are today. Why would you get into real estate? So could you introduce yourself mm -hmm. to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so born and raised in Orange County, California, a small town by the name of Dana Point. Um, lived there for about 19 years and grew up in a pretty competitive uh, sports environment, right? So competition was always a uh, part of my life early on. Uh, played basketball and volleyball. That was basically my entire life 
um, eating, breathing, and sleeping that up until high school and early college days where I suffered some injuries. But injuries are basically nothing for me. I'm actually doing this podcast right now with a partially torn ACL. We'll are you really? Dude, later. dude, I yeah, almost, yeah, I, yeah. I was supposed to get an MRI. Sorry to cut your story off. This is a terrible podcast, but uh, I mean, I, I had, I literally was supposed to get an MRI literally two days ago and I missed the appointment. So I'm right there with you, brother. I actually have a torn, they told me it, they think my ACL is gone. <laughs> All those days in the gym, I told we're, you five days is too much. We're going to do it. We're going to do a quick tangent. I'll go back to <laughs> yeah. this on the topic of injuries and you brought it up, uh, tore my Achilles, uh, fractured my skull, the bridge of my nose right here, playing basketball. Uh, two knee surgeries, meniscus and MCL, Holy severe spinal injury, geez. and then now tore my shoulder, and then now I'm uh, doing the ACL. So recovering from and that. And now you got into real estate. You're a million dollar <laughs> man now. <laughs> well, well, half those injuries were suffered during my real estate career, but we'll get into that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so my second, my second year in the business, nine months out of that year, were done on crutches, Ubering everywhere. I couldn't walk anywhere. And most of my, most of my showings were done on crutches, which is pretty awesome. Dude, talk anyway, about perseverance. Getting back into it. Um, the, the dream of like playing in the NBA, college basketball, that stuff sort of died with, uh, the early injuries. Still love basketball, but you couldn't pay me to get back on a basketball court just because missing my actual real estate career isn't worth it. Um, but I do miss that aspect. Still a huge basketball fan. Um, in terms of moving to New York, it was always my dream, right? And when I get fixated on a target, uh, that's really all I want, all I focus on, and all I have, uh, all I make my actions go towards, right? And so moved to New York City at an early age of 19 to attend Fordham University. And then once I graduated here, it was no question that I was going to stay, right? It didn't really matter what I was going to do. It was more of just always staying in New York because that was always my dream from the time mm -hmm. I was like 13. Um, so I did a quick little stint, uh, in order to stay here because my sphere of influence at that time wasn't that large outside of, let's say, people of my age demographic, but worked at Xerox for nine months, um, and right out of college, right? And sold software there. And, uh, I quickly found out I was pretty good at sales because I hit 621% of my yearly quota <laughs> oh my by March, by March. So what you do the rest so, of the time, just relax? <laughs> um, well, I... Within nine months, like I knew that I had outgrown that. Mm. Um, and right around the time, that was like season two of Million Dollar Listing, right? So I'd already kind of watched a little bit and toyed with it. But I was like, damn, I want to do that. Yeah. Mm. Right? I want to do that. So it sounds pretty cheesy, but that's actually really why I got in. Um, I kind of come awesome. from a real estate background. My dad was doing it. And I like to tell people I've been involved in real estate since I was 12 out in California, just because Eastern European father had me kind of go out in the field working with them and seeing kind of the process. Um, so the, the passion for it's always really been there. I just needed an excuse. So going back to the actual like day I decided, I was walking my aunt's dog like randomly through Central Park and I met my future vice president who recruited me to real estate. And I kind of just like told her the story, how I was like killing it, doing software sales. It's just like, so like you have the money saved up. Why don't you just start? I was like, wow, you're right. It was just a light bulb moment for me. Uh, gave my two weeks notice the next day and then I uh, went to go get my real estate license in New York State and then had to look back since. Dude, that is awesome. So, you know, how long have you been in the business now in real estate? Four years. Four, Four years. years. So I'm, I'm still relatively new. For yeah. 
but uh, so momentum that I have. Walk us through, you know, how have you, so you literally made the decision to get into real estate, right? And you didn't even yeah, like took, take your exam yet. You, you quit your job before you took your exam, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I took a, I like to take big leaps of faith in myself, okay. big leaps of faith. Um, and just knowing that I'll figure it out. Right. But yeah, I definitely, I quit without even having my real estate license. And so, um, I don't know, man. I just, I just knew it was going to work out for me. And don't get me wrong. It was definitely difficult the first couple of years. Like I told you about the injuries. Um, yeah, that, of, I mean, you know, I want to know more. About, I want to know more about that. Like, how did you get it started? You quit, you go, you know, you take this big leap of faith. How did you, and especially in the environment you're in where everybody yeah. is coming out of the cracks to be a realtor at that point. Yeah. How did you sure. start building that business? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my, the beginning of my career and how I've kind of transitioned to where I'm at now. Well, I was very blessed to have met this person, not only that vice president, but the CEO of that company. It was called Platinum Property Group. Okay. Uh, based out of, it was a, it was a European brokerage based out of Milan and Barcelona with kind of two headquarters, Milan and then New York City, right? So at that time, the euro was much stronger and we had a ton, we, we had a ton of marketing campaigns out in Europe for international investors. Spaniards, Russians, Italians wanting to buy here, right? So preliminarily, the first year was a lot of rentals because that's what I recommend for everyone trying to get in the real estate industry. You've got to grind out on rentals for two, three years and learn that side of the business um, because renters will always end up being buyers, right? At the end of the day, especially here in that price point, even if you know somebody renting a $5,000 apartment per month is definitely going to be buying something at some point, right? So kind of trust the process, be patient with that. Um, but there we were getting a good amount of leads once the euro was strong as well for buyers coming over. Okay. So I had a lot of exposure to all cash buyers uh, from Italy, a ton from, from Spain as well. And were those leads that your company was able to generate for you or did that require you to start like getting on the phone and making phone calls? Like how did that uh, work out for you there? You know, I was like I said, I'm very grateful and blessed to to have joined that particular company because I didn't really get on the phones till recently. Okay, it's more of like so far my business has really come from sphere of influence and okay. social media. That's awesome, and all the video content I've been doing, and obviously the ads I've been putting out as well. So that's kind of how people get to know me, get to see me, get to see my personality and how I am different and much more trustworthy than all the other real estate agents that you mentioned, right? No, because that's really what it boils down to. I have this trustable persona. I've been told, <laughs> and hopefully you saw that when we met, um, but that really kind of sets me apart, right? So walk us through, like, um, because I've noticed that that same thing about you, not even hearing you say it, but that's the perception I got is this likability factor. You seem like you can become best friends with people literally in an instant. Walk us through. Like you and I did. Yeah. <laughs> how do you turn that? Like, how did you turn that into your brand? What was that process for you? What did it look like? Especially because when you think of our audience right now, that's listening to it. They're trying to, new agents are trying to build a brand for themselves. They're trying to figure out how they, you know, are unique or different from all the other agents in their area. How did that process look for you? What made you find social media like you have? What did that look like? Well, I'll start off with the name Dex in the City. So the brand has always really been there. Um, it's just now been put, been injected with steroids and put out on social media. Right. So my my passion has always been sort of touring people around New York, whether it's tourists, my friends from out of town coming in or 
let's say these international buyers and renters that I was dealing with, because a lot of these people came to New York just knowing that they wanted to invest in New York, but having no idea what neighborhood, right? Hmm. So I had to sort of be their like neighborhood guide, not only to the, what apartment or what building, but like what neighborhood, right? What grocery stores are there? What subway lines are there? What attractions are there? Right? So I, when we would go on these tours, it wouldn't just be about like an apartment or a building that they were investing in. I had to literally take them around the entire neighborhood and around the entire city and sort of like give them a crash course on New York City. Um, and then one of my buddies called me Dex in the city. And that's when the light bulb moment went off. I was like, wow, I need to just run with this. Um, so I locked down everything, uh, domain name, getting the trademark done now, um, Instagram handle, Twitter handle, the whole nine yards. But I mean, Instagram, I've, I've recently become more omnipresent um, as per sort of the, the learnings that I had at the Disrupt Tour back in June. But Instagram was sort of always the bread and butter of like what I was going after, just because I feel like real estate in general is just such a picture and video oriented industry as well. And who doesn't like looking at like nice houses, of course. No, I agree. I, I actually do that. Sometimes yeah. I get on Zillow and without the price filter and just literally <laughs> let it go <laughs> without the price filter. Because it's in, it, it, one, it's entertaining to see kind of obviously the, these fancy houses and what they look like and everything like that. Yeah, it's then the also, dream. It's the fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's picturing yourself there. Yeah. And if you, if you quickly, like if you just start glancing at my profile, which obviously you guys have, yep. like you could tell I'm absolutely obsessed with real estate and interior design. Right. Like there's no doubt about it. So has, has Instagram translated to leads for you? For sure. And I talked about this at Disrupt Tour. It's been the biggest driver of my business, actually. Not just before ads came out, like obviously that has been elevated since, but even before ads came out, like everybody knows what I do, my entire sphere of influence. And then from a personal networking standpoint, this is something I started back at the beginning of 2017. But rather than collecting people's business cards, I think that's sort of like a dying breed. Obviously, it's nice, whatever, if people yep. don't have social media, but Rather than getting their business card or their phone number or their email, the one thing that I always go after is getting somebody's Instagram when I'm networking with them. And that's regardless if I met them for 30 seconds or if I had dinner with them. That, that's a that golden nugget. Evolve. That is the golden nugget. That is the transformative factor of my career so far over the last two years because they, they fall into what I call my ecosystem. And as you know, since you've been following me for yep. almost a year now, you're going to see me every single day on a story touring a new property, right? And then from there, they it just automatically, they associate real estate with my name. Yep. So that's really where it's came from. I don't necessarily want to say it's all like net new customers and people I've never met coming sure. in through Instagram. But a lot of times it's people that I met, let's say, a year ago, two years ago. They added me and they're in that ecosystem. And then the leads kind of generate from there and referrals from there as well. So in that process of your Instagram, so could you walk us through like how you think about your posting? Because think about like a real estate agent that's listening to this right now, or even in, this would apply to an insurance agent or financial advisor. They're waking up today wondering, you know, what should I post? How many times should I post? I mean, this is what I'm actually, I was literally talking to Andrea who's sitting over there about our social media. And it's like, I want to post now four times a day. I want to do this. Walk me through kind of your process of what are you posting on social media? How many days are you posting? How are you turning those relationships into referrals? Are you doing it through DM? Are you doing it through comments? Could you give me a little insight? I'm learning on this. Could you give me a little insight on the, into that? <laughs> Wow. I wish I could post four times a day. That'd be wild, man. I'm going to be seeing you a lot on my feed. Yes. Yes, I you are. Once a day. <laughs> okay. Once a day. 
Um, and if you need kind of guidance, and this is to the other agents listening into this and watching this, uh, do what most other agents do, and you can, you're more than welcome to log in and try and copy me because a lot of people are trying to do that nowadays. Um, but for me, I mean, a lot of times I'm not just posting necessarily my listings because not a lot of people care about that. I'm always trying to brand myself, as you see, into the listings and into more of the lifestyle, videography, photography that mm-hmm. I'm posting on a daily basis. It's not just about the space. And it's not always necessarily just about the 400K, 600K smaller apartments. Like not many people want to see that. They they typically want to see, and I get much more engagement on the ultra luxury posts that I do, right? Because everybody's looking at the dream house, stuff like that. To answer your question regarding how to engage, hands down, DM for sure. Um, whether it's engaging outbound or inbound, I'm getting a ton more th- organic engagement through Instagram stories, especially rather than comments. I would agree. And I would tell you that what I'm experiencing, I'm trying to figure this out for my sales guys right now. So you guys listening to this is I am finding that every DM I send gets responded to. Uh, it's like every DM gets looked at and responded to. And you think about that. I just ranted about emails as I introed in this podcast. And you think about that comparison to email and think about how many emails just go into the junk folder where every DM right now is getting looked at and responded to. And the sender can see if they've been seen or not. Correct. Yeah, no, it's, it's huge. That's huge. What about With email? You can't do that. Like, what about hashtags? Like, are you hashtagging? Like, what type of hashtags? Do you, do you do a bunch of hashtags? Do you not? Yeah, always every single post. Okay. Every single post. It's the first comment that I that I post right after the post. Uh, obviously, hashtag Dex in the city. Do go check that ta- hashtag out. Um, actually, there's a re- recent imposter with that hashtag. Oh, really? It's a dog. It's a dog. <laughs> no way. Some chick. Yes, go look at it. And it's like this, like ugly dog. I'm That's like, what do awesome. You, do <laughs> um, you can't say that. That's like, like, well, dude, you gotta go dog. find. You gotta go find this dog and take a picture besides Dex and the city. Beside Dex and the city. Rex and the city. Rex and the city. Look at look at the hashtag. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, what's been the biggest uh, struggle for you as you look at your career, trying to build your brand, trying to break into you know this real estate market? What's been the biggest challenge? Delegation, for sure, <laughs> hands down. Right. I think I've sort of topped out what I can do as a single agent. And then this year is all about kind of building a team, building a support system around me. Um, I haven't necessarily been the strongest at delegation, but it's something I'm working on for this year. So it's literally, you've reached a point in your business where you can't do anymore because of the time effectively. Yeah. And also the inquiries that are coming in from social media, because like I said before, like I'm on everything now, omnipresent. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo, LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn alone, I'm going super hard on this year. Okay. Uh, just the amount of messages. And then, and then you couple an email, like going back to the first thing you said. So I, I'm pretty sure that my email is on an email list that's been sold, my compass email, because I'm getting about three to 400 a day. And it's to the point now where I'm actually missing important uh, uh, like lead email. I'm telling you, yeah. Um, and not to say it's like a competition in terms of who's receiving more, but it's just been ridiculous. No, and it's like it's elevated crazy, since dude. 2019 started. So I'm starting to hate email. Not going to lie. Yeah. No, I, I think that's so true. I've been telling people all the time. It's like, I think, you know, obviously email is a great return on investment, 
because the cost is obviously it's super cost effective. That's why you're getting 300 a day because every marketer under the sun, ourselves included, is yeah. hitting the list. We're blasting a bunch of emails out. Uh, and it's still good return on investment, but it's really that it's really losing its uh, luster when it comes to getting mind share. It's not an effective communication. Yeah. Method. No, I'm reading subject lines, if that. Right. I'm reading subject That's lines, That's why you're seeing LinkedIn and, and Instagram with the messages, direct messages, just overtaking that whole thing. And, uh, yeah, and Instagram Messenger, too. I'm um, sorry, and Facebook Messenger, too. Um, I like to take client. This is another little tidbit for all other real estate agents that are listening to this. I like to take introductions or like leads from email to either WhatsApp or iMessage immediately. Oh, that's right? great. Then it's yeah. it's much more casual, and then you kind of build the trust quicker when you're texting somebody, and you obviously get quicker replies. That's um, actually I don't great like tip. to do email seems too formal and too distanced for me. So if it's like a first, obviously if you haven't met the person, it's fine if you continue to do email. But the second I meet them, I'm like, hey, is it okay if I text you? That's like the easiest way to to get in touch with me. And then most times they'll say yes, me too. And then from there, I'm sending them listings and I'm sending them information in order to meet up with them through text. So when you look at this next year in the business for you, right, we're a little bit into uh, 2019. One is, do you have a goal? And how have you gone about the process of really figuring out how you're going to hit that goal? Josh and I, one of the things we're huge on here is this idea of reverse engineering from your goal and figuring out what lead generation categories are going to get there or get you there. Could you walk us through, you know, kind of how you've gone about that process, especially because you're in this phase of growth mode and you're trying to develop a team and it, you make me think of my brother because my brother's kind of similar to you. And um, we're going to interview him again here soon. But it's he's at the same point where it's just like he can't he did 78 transactions last year. He literally is adding to his team. He's trying to hire an assistant. He's failed a couple of times. But walk us through it. One, have you set a goal this year? And then. Like, how have you gone about the strategic planning process to help you hit that goal? Set a goal every month, every year, of course. So the answer is yes. Uh, 700 kgci. Um, it really just boils down to the amount of conversations, business-related conversations you're having, uh, whether it's phone, text, DM, all these different types of things, and then time blocking in the morning uh, with respect to that. Um, and then from there, another goal of mine, because I know this is going to be not necessarily short term lead generation, but long term, as you've been watching, I've been growing my influence as much as possible. Um, so to put out as many vlogs as possible, a weekly vlog, once I get healthy again, because obviously I can't walk around the city with a torn ACL. So that's kind of why I've been on. Yeah, it's been insane. Um, but I'm close. I'm close. I'm like slowly walking. So I'm curious, you mentioned 700 GCI, 700K GCI, okay? And you mentioned business conversations. So you're tracking yourself by business conversations. Um, and how are you generating those? So one would be Instagram, I'm assuming, right? So you're, you're phone generating. Calls. So phone calls is next. What are you calling? Like, what does that look like? Um, leads that are coming in. I just started doing expired this year. Uh, how do you, how do you like expireds? I got to ask, how, how do you like expireds? Oh man, I'm great on the phones, bro. Awesome. I'm great. I love it. Were you nervous first getting on the phones or do you mind talking on phones? At yeah. All? Every, everybody's nervous. I was going to say, cause I was, I, I consider myself a salesman, but I was like the first time I got on the phones, I was, I was pretty nervous. My hands were shaking the first credit card I got. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. You just gotta be, you just gotta be uh, comfortable in your own skin. And then they obviously sense confidence. 
Um, but obviously, I'm relatively new to it. Like, sure. like I said before, a lot of my business was coming from serial influence and okay. just IG in general. Gotcha. So where, so for like the phone calls you're making, you're doing expireds. How many calls are you trying to make a day with expireds? Forty conversations. Okay, forty conversations. That's a day. that's the goal. Okay. And where are you getting most of your leads? Do you use any type of system to get your expired leads? I don't know if I want to. Oh, you don't have to share. Yeah, if you don't. See, it's (laughs) a trade secrets, guys. I have to ask the hard questions. I figured I'm trying to think through, obviously, the minds of our audience. I know they want to know, you know, to help them go, hey, how many leads should I be calling? I actually say you said expires. With Fizbo's and expires, I've always encouraged people 50 leads is what they should really be or 50 conversations you're putting it in terms of conversations oh, which nice. i actually like that that term better you should be working like 50 of those people at any given time and obviously they're going to come and go through your pipeline and so i know there's some you know stuff out there like red x and stuff like that that can help you get those um leads but that's one of them so you do instagram you're doing expired listings to help you get to that 700,000 gci is there anything else that you would, you know, point to to go, you know, all my new agents out there, this is really what's driven success. You talked about rentals in the beginning and how, you know, in New York City, you got to hammer those rentals and grind, grind it out there. Is there any and, other? And you can make a ton of money on rentals, by the way, here. Okay. Because here you're getting 15% of the yearly rent okay. is, the, is the commission, standard commission, or one month's rent if you're going to an owner pays building. Gotcha. So if you're doing an 8K rental, you take two people out twice and they end up moving on an apartment, you're making $8,000. Yeah, that's incredible. Like two visits. Dude, that's so I know a couple of rental agents that are making two, $300,000 a year. That's amazing. Obviously, it takes a lot of transactions, but yeah. Right. No, that, so. that's incredible. Uh, so rentals being one, any other lead generation categories? Face, Facebook and Instagram ads. Okay, Facebook and Instagram Hands ads. Down. I'd say people getting in. My two biggest recommendations on that, like outside of what we just talked about, hire a videographer, full-time videographer. Once the budget gets there, hire a post-production editor, two separate people, not the same person because that videographer is going to be running around with you a lot. And then invest the rest into Facebook and Instagram ads. Dude, interesting. So you're telling people to invest right away in a videographer and somebody who can do the editing and production. So, uh, full-time videographer and a full-time post-production editor and graphic designer. Hence why I've been able to put out as much content as I have. The vlog, um, all these bits of micro content, similar, like like the podcast with Indian Carter that you guys watched, yep. I have like 20 pieces of micro content that I'll be posting over the next, you know, six months. For that, guys, that's another golden nugget. If you're listening to this, you should rewind that and listen to what he just said because repurposing content so many people and we talk about this all the time is so many people think you have to create new content all the time no you can take one piece of content like this right here this podcast you could split it up a hundred different ways and repurpose it reuse it take clips so think about that in your own day and what you're doing you can repurpose your content not only on different social channels but literally in different just take 15 seconds of this video and chop it up so that's a golden nugget right there that you gave I'm looking at this as 20 pieces of content. I love it. (laughs) Would you give any insight to your Facebook ads that you're um, doing right now, your Instagram ads? What are that? In general, in general, well, my vlog, obviously, but um, in general, you want to stick to video because I think the statistic is video, they're six times more likely to click or convert on video. 
So I try to avoid pictures as much as possible. Don't get me wrong, though. Some kill it. Some people kill it on pictures. Um, but I'm not putting your standard picture of, like, let's see, a listing, like a living room, and sure. expecting people to click. I started with that, but I was doing a lot of beta testing at the beginning, and they did not perform as well. Do most or most of the ads you're running are they listing video type ads like to to showcase your listing? I incorporate myself into as many sure. of them as possible. That's actually a really good tip because um, you are the brand. Correct. Yes. No. You as a real estate agent, love it. You're not selling on on those ads. You're not selling the property. You're selling yourself because you're trying to lead generate Dude, other that, people who want. Yes. To so you are the brand. That's that's the one thing that a lot of people get mixed up. There's no doubt about it that you are the brand. Now, that is another another huge tip. I'm actually going to tell my brother Steven that because one of the things I was going to mention to people is that he films a really high quality video of all his listings he and he pays to it. do it. <clears throat> he doesn't put himself in it, but and which is there a mistake. I think that's a great tip. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't told him to put himself in it, but I think you know everybody listening to it, you should because Dex is right. You are the brand, yeah. and that's the value. That's the business you're building. But what I was going to say is he's invested in a videographer for his listings, not necessarily his personal life, which I think he should in that really yeah, enhancing totally. his brand and build a brand for himself. But his listing videos, though they don't get they get a lot of leads for the listing. More importantly, they make him look like a million bucks and it helps him close the next listing appointment. And it gets this whole, like you call it maybe ecosystem viralness, this buzz going about him that this is a guy that has a super, super nice videos going every time. It like really creates that brand awareness. So just getting the videos going, like you're saying, just to create that almost viralness of you or this brand awareness of you, I think is huge. Part of uh, every single listing presentation that I do now, we actually just sat down at the beginning of the year and went through kind of our new pitch packet. Um, but so I'm doing listing videos. I'm doing a listing video with me in it. The listing is obviously going to be featured in my blog. And then on top of that, I'm doing uh, 3D virtual tours for every single listing above a certain price point. So I'm actually spending a ton of money on each listing, but um, you know, no doubt that the exposure through video and virtual reality tours is unmatched with any other agent. And if you own the listing, you ultimately own the leads because you have the product yep. that people are looking for. And then I love the tip you gave. If you put yourself in the product, then they're really seeing you every time they're seeing the product they're searching for, which they get that brand you know, awareness, that mind share. For sure. I mean, and sometimes if it's a studio, if it's a 525 square foot studio, how much of that actual listing video can they show of it? Right. So you need to like go on the actual video, create a story behind the apartment. Um, maybe there's some history behind the apartment, the building, the area. And you need to kind of explain that in the video. I want to point out to the audience, that's the second time you've really hinted at the tip of becoming the local community expert. So, you know, you talked about when you took the investors or they would come over, or the people from overseas would come over, you show them the whole neighborhood. And right there in the listening video, it well, will show them. Yeah. The whole and as a great example, just to plug your site, go to decksinthecity.com. You'll see. And I saw this earlier. Yeah, it's an awesome page. Site. 
is just the overview of of each of the neighborhoods. And then they each have an image that gives you the feeling that that neighborhood gives you with a little bit of text. And when you click in, like it literally says, here's the neighbors. And it describes the neighbors that you'll be living with, what to expect, the lifestyle, what not to expect. And it's such a great breakdown of not just That's awesome. selling the property, but giving someone an idea of what the feeling is living in that area. Because like you said, a lot of people come here not knowing much about New York other than they know they want to invest there, they know they want to live here. Now you, you can almost go to your site and say like, I like that neighborhood. Take me there. Yeah, and it's they're just so diverse, even though they're right next to each other in terms of who the neighbors are, who you're going to be living with, what types of restaurants you're going to be going to, what types of nightlife. Um, you know, even though they're geographically so close together, it's pretty shocking how diverse they are. And I, you know, put it in, putting it into like the marketing jargon or whatever, you're really focusing on like the client experience versus just servicing the product. Uh, where you know, it's, I, yeah, talk a little bit uh, about that. I mean, I take my clients to on vacation too. <laughs> I know so I'm, I'm applying for this trip. To no Mexico. way! Are there's you a, serious? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. No, there's a trip to yeah, Mexico. I've, I've taken my I've taken clients uh, <laughs> to Croatia and Greece with me. Really? It's like yeah, for you know, there's appreciation for sending referrals, um, you know, stuff like that. Dude, that's so amazing. What else do you do? You, you get to experience you get to experience decks in the city on a certain level. This, this neighborhood expert or this traveling expert um, on a certain level, depending on uh, obviously how much business you're able to report. Do they have to sign like a non-disclosure type agreement before they go on vacation with you? Yeah, no. Well, they, they better get ready to be filmed because now I'm filming everything, right? You got business expense, yeah. No, I love that. Do you think like, you know, one of the big struggles for people that, that, you know, hear about, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talking about you should be, you know, documenting and filming yourself all the time. And then they see someone like you, they tell themselves, I don't live in New York City. I don't I don't have an interesting life. I don't you know, the standard excuses we all give each other or give ourselves, I should say, you know, what would you tell them? Like, like, sh- how does someone in and I hate to pick on like Oklahoma, but how does an agent in Oklahoma what do they document? What do they do? What would your suggestion be there? Well, first and foremost, my first recommendation is just start and stop telling yourself that excuse. Because I was telling myself that excuse since like the beginning of 2017, right? Mm, wow. It took me a year to start this process. Um, and my buddy, the podcast that you watch with Andy Dane Carter, same thing. He had it, he had it in his mind that he was going to start the podcast a year before he actually did. It took him a year. <laughs> Conjure up the courage, right? And look, and then he's like top 10. ITunes, oh, dude, yeah, he's amazing. Plug, plug to Andy and Carter. You should go check out that podcast, Seriously. especially the episode that I'm on. <laughs> um, for sure. I love it. For sure. So the number one thing that people want to see now in terms of documentation is because there's this large influx of new home buyers. Go document a journey and you should check out vlog four of mine which was the highest performing vlog so far. And I got the most reaction to that one. Um, it's, it's a, it's a vlog sort of documenting the closing day and the joy associated with a first time home buyer, uh, closing on their property for the first time ever. And it's like, that's kind of the most fulfilling awesome, thing man. as a real estate agent that I have always enjoyed about the entire industry. Um, and for the first time ever, I kind of documented the entire process. That's cool. I just so happened to be one of my good friends who was obviously uh, the buyer at the time. 
Now, I think that is such good advice. So let me ask you this then, Dex, is, you know, when you look at your life and you're obviously have broken into one of the most competitive markets, you're successful, or you're not, you're not just in New York City, right? You are also, um, aren't you, don't you work other places besides New York City? Am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. So um, we actually, this is the first time I'm announcing this. Oh, boom. Yeah. Secret announcement right here on State Page. A drum roll. We'll be, we'll be launching, we'll be launching uh, in the middle of March, but I uh, just signed an exclusive to be the exclusive uh, USA broker and USA uh, marketer to Mykonos Villas. We're going to be launching 36 villas in Mykonos, Greece wow. this summer. Yeah, so that'll be awesome. Dude, and that's going to be incredible. Uh, we'll be shooting some content If you need like a videographer, I can come carry the camera <laughs> for the videographer. <laughs> for the videographer. <laughs> I might. I might. My, my videographer might get a little bit pissed, but we'll see. I'll let you guys duel it out. Um, Dude, that's awesome. Let's see. Uh, I do real estate in California as well. I don't necessarily right. sell as much there, but I do refer a ton of business out. That's out awesome. Just because I do have a large sphere of influence out there. And then I have another business partner down in Miami. So that's why I spend a lot of time in Miami. Gotcha. Uh, shooting a ton of content, Miami and or Florida, I should say, and New York are very tied together. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I uh, was seeing is that obviously you're in, you know, you're out in Miami. I've seen you on your Instagram a lot doing some stuff there. So when you look at your business, look at your success, you're in some of the most competitive markets. What is your secret to success? Everybody's looking for the magic formula, right? So every, and we know it doesn't exist. There's no magic formula out there, but you're successful. Are there habits or is there a routine that you've done every single day that's driven success for you? It really changed when I started meditating a year ago. Okay. Actually, in the mornings. Um, we'll, we're talking about habit, right? So that's the one habit that sort of changed my life. Um, beginning of last year, meditation, five minutes of uh, visualization, and then five minutes of extreme gratitude at the, in the early morning. And then from there, you can't really experience anger and anxiety because gratitude is just overwhelming. So that's sort of how I start my days. Uh, and then it's hitting the pool when I'm healthy, when I don't have a torn ACL, hitting the pool, um, and doing, getting my laps in. Cause like I said before, you will not pay me to get on a basketball court. <laughs> um, and then from there, I always try and make my first business routine exercise to be some sort of outbound lead generation technique. So lately it's been obviously making phone calls. Um, but I try not to have it be anything reactive, meaning answering other people's inquiries, answering other people's texts until about like 11 a.m., right? Because when That's you start the day That's in a reactive good. mindset, yeah. in a reactive mindset, then the day sort of blows up on you in that way. No, I so love that's that. Kind of been, that's kind of been the turn. And, and I'm, in my first couple of years in the business, it was starting in a reactive mindset. Right. So that's kind of been the turning point. So I want to give you guys that. It's amazing. And just hearing you say that, I'll point out to the audience. Notice how he didn't say the key was understanding the market or the key was understanding contract negotiation or something like that. All those technical skills that we tend to obsess over. It really is the key is to get into a state where you're in control and you have a mindset of, you know, where you're not in a reactive mode, you're in a proactive mode. And I've heard that 
multiple times from different successful people is this uh, this mindset of gratitude, this mindset of like, I think, you know, it, it might have been Andy Dane Carter who said on our podcast, he doesn't look at his phone for the first like half hour or whatever of the day. He immediately does things for him. And it's just setting your mind right. Everything else can handle itself. The technical stuff, you'll figure that stuff out. Uh, if you yeah, need to, at- you'll figure it out. I try not to look at my phone for like an hour, but today it was only half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I have to self-admit, I grab my phone instantly. I've been thinking about that lately, though. So maybe this is the podcast to finally put me over the edge and say, <laughs> stop doing that. Like I literally turn over, turn well, my alarm off and pull it, my phone up. It's terrible. It'll change your life. So I put my phone in the in the bathroom. That's not a bad idea. So you don't use the alarm so on your phone, or do you? Do you use the alarm? I do, but I also yeah. use Alexa. Oh, gotcha. It's yeah. changed to Alexa. Yeah. So nice. So it makes me get up to turn it off. But uh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. So last question for you, man. And this one's a deep one. So you're going to have to go into the you know deepest parts of your soul to answer this one. Is knowing what you know now, you know, you're four years in, what would you go back and tell younger Dex? What would you tell that guy and say, hey, invest in this more, don't invest in this? What, what, what advice would you give him? Once the second you get into real estate, that's what I would tell younger Dex because he was scared. Obviously, you know, you have to have that specific confidence um, when you're on the phones, but for the first couple of years in the biz, wasn't on the phones, kind of expecting leads to come in. Mm. Uh, rather than, like you said, being, I was very reactive rather than proactive in terms of getting the leads. So, um, we would be having a much different conversation if uh, younger Dex was doing that from day <laughs> one in real estate. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't really have mentors like I do now. So okay. that's another thing. Get a mentor once you get into the industry yeah, because <clears throat> I didn't really have anybody tell me that until like my third year in the biz. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing I highly recommend to other real estate agents. Get a mentor who's been in the business for like 20, 25 years and just sort of have them guide, guide you throughout. That's awesome. No, I would agree. It's a great story, man. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you for being here. Before we close, thank let everyone guys. know how they can connect with you. Dex and the city underscore across all social media platforms on Instagram. Dex and the city underscore YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, my email is dex at dexinthecity.com. My website is www.dexinthecity.com. My phone number, feel free to call or text me, is 949-690-9325. Awesome, man. Thanks, Thanks so guys. Much. Thanks yes. so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, it's been awesome, man. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast, including this one, in video on youtube.com slash remindermedia or staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. And if you'd like to get a hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. Guys, I'm going to close with this action item. So, you know, obviously every Stay Paid episode, we want to give you a tangible action item that you execute on this week to help you change your business. There's so many golden nuggets that Dex shared, but what I thought was one of the most critical ones or most important one was the idea that you are the company. It's your brand that matters. And that simple tweak of putting you in your listing marketing, I think was such a golden nugget. 
it's one that I'm going to share with my brother. I'm going to share with the agents that I coach is that you're already promoting that listing this week. You're already promoting that insurance product. You're already promoting that financial product. Whatever it is your product is, place you in it. Put yourself as part of it to build your brand. So when people are thinking real estate, like Dex said, if you're in real estate, they think of you. And I think so often we focus on servicing the product, but we don't focus on building our brand. So I thought that was an incredible action item that you could take away from this podcast. Remember, the difference between a top producer or a mediocre producer in any industry Josh is laughing because I almost stumbled in saying my closing line. But guys, the difference between a top producer or mediocre producer in any industry is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 